Hello, church family and friends. Praise God for another time together today. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. And this is our Abundant Life Family Church online uh, broadcast. And we're so delighted to have you with us once again today. Amen. We appreciate uh, all of the good reports that we've been receiving as far as what God's doing in the lives of different ones, healing bodies, and praise God, the Word of God works. Yes. And uh, in these last days, we have nothing to fear. That's right. And uh, praise God, God's given us the spirit of faith. So today we're going to look again at uh, faith for living in these last days, or we might say faith for last days living, whichever way you'd like to say that. At the end of this broadcast, we're going to receive communion together, just to give you a heads up on that. And uh, we'd also like to say a great big thank you, church family, to uh, your gifts of support and your, your helping us in what we do here at Abundant Life Family Church. So praise the Lord. Honey, why don't we go ahead and open up with a word of prayer as we get together today in the name of Jesus. Father, we're so thankful and grateful for a fresh touch of you on our lives today. We thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, giving us light and guidance, direction, comfort, edifying us, Father God, as we look into the precious word, Lord, and learn today things perhaps that are new, uh, bringing to our remembrance things that we might have learned in the past, but we forgot about. Uh, Father, all things that are done this morning and this day, we thank you once again that Jesus will be glorified and every need met. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to look at uh, Galatians chapter 3 today. And uh, as you turn there in your Bibles, And we encourage you to look these scriptures up as we're going over them. And we're following this same thread here in the local church right now in this series, Faith for Last Days Living. But we gave you several scriptures here a couple weeks ago, and this is part three. Uh, If you haven't been with us, and of course you can uh, go back and catch up to what you might have missed before. But we've looked at some scriptures here that uh, uh, serve as a foundation for what we're talking about. If we ever received faith from God, it's just as true, just as real as it is today. If it was ever true, it's still true because God's word is timeless and God never changes. Mm -hmm. And with these scriptures that we gave to you are in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, Romans 1 and verse 17, Galatians 3.11 and Hebrews 10.38. And what those four scriptures look at and tell us is how the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now, who are the just ones? Those who have been declared righteous. So if you've been born again, then in the sight of God, by the blood of Jesus Christ, you have been declared the very righteousness of God through him. Mm -hmm. Our own righteousness is as filthy rags, as the prophet Isaiah uh, said in the Old Testament. But praise God for the blood of Jesus, because the blood of Jesus has washed us and made us new and cleansed us from all of the impurities that we had and all of the sins and uh, made us to have right standing in the presence of our Heavenly Father. And uh, praise God for that relationship we now have with Him. But in that relationship, we're supposed to live by faith. And that's what we're looking at here in... uh, these uh, sessions in this series is living by faith and what living by faith actually means. Now, again, and I've said this before, but living by faith 
is not saying, well, I'm going to trust God and I don't have to work. I don't need to work because God is going to take care of my every need. I don't need to do uh, this or that. Well, a faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Bible tells us, you know, of course, that if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat either. Now, generally speaking, that's true. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody's lost their job or believing for a job that God's not going to take care of them and look after them and help them. Mm -hmm. But what that means is, is that we need to work. And uh, the good news in all of that is, and we could look at several scriptures that uh, uh, substantiate that and tell us that, that if God wants us to work, then that means that God must supply a job for us. Amen. So in these That's most right. uncertain times, perhaps you're out there today and you're saying, you know, I, I, I'm looking for a job and I don't have a job. Well, I've got good news for you. Uh, there is a job for you. God has a job for you right. because the bottom line is God wants you to eat. He wants you to eat. And just like most of us have a pretty good appetite every day, if everything's normal, uh, then uh, he wants you to have a job so you can have money so you can eat. All right? right. So praise God not to get off into that. But uh, in these last days, there's nothing we should be afraid of. Uh, in all the uncertainty about, uh, we hear repeatedly job losses because of the economy and all these things. Well, praise God, as Christians, we operate in a different economy. Amen. It's the economy of God. That's and right. as believers, we can trust God and in these last days have faith in God that in living in these last days, he's going to provide for our every need. And that includes material things too. That includes jobs, the best jobs, yes. best business opportunities, right. sales, commissions, investments, whatever it is, God wants to help us. Amen. And he wants us to be that light that shines in a dark place. Mm -hmm. Praise God. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And that's prosperity, spirit, soul, and body, and materially, of course, all right? Yeah. So as we're looking at this faith for last day's living, particularly, honey, we've been looking at these uh, truths regarding health in our physical bodies mm -hmm. because of the coronavirus, because of uh, the fear that's being radiated. Even in this last week, how many different reports have we seen where doctors have really, the that's major right. thing that they're addressing yeah. is fear. Because yes. fear radiates. It has a, a, a wave effect, mm -hmm. uh, a ripple effect, if you will. And it causes people to be afraid of things that they shouldn't be afraid of. Amen. Right? Amen. Not that the coronavirus is not real. It is real. Uh, just like the flu's real. Just like the common cold's real. But things have been blown out of proportion to such a degree, unfortunately, that uh, that uh, we have to look at things as Christians yes. from the Bible and from a Bible perspective, all right? So, uh, and if you've been sick and if you've been diagnosed with a coronavirus, uh, we got good news for you. God wants you to live. Yes. God wants you to be healed. Make a full recovery. And if you have had it, 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 he wants you to be healed. And if you haven't had it, he doesn't want you to be afraid of getting it. All right? That's right. And so that's why we're looking that's at right. these scriptures because the scriptures bring us faith. Romans Amen. chapter 10, verse 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. That is why we're looking at this right here, to the precious word of God so that we're strong. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So um, we want to look again here today as the just shall live by faith. Let's look at a great truth in Galatians chapter three. And we looked at this here 
uh, last week and kind of finished up here and uh, went back to look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. But I want you to read this in your Bibles with us uh, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Now, Paul's like writing to, to believers. Hmm? Would you like me to read yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead and read it. Okay. Starting in verse 13. You said Paul's talking to believers. Yes. So that means you and I. That means all of us. Amen. Christ hath redeemed us. This is uh, Galatians 3, verse 13. Uh, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham, verse 14, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Look at that. We might receive the promise of the Spirit. How? Through faith. Through faith. It's through faith. Mm -hmm. Now look at what these two verses reveal. Are you ready to shout? Because this is really great shouting ground for us as Christians. Because this is New Testament. This is absolutely where we're living today. That's right. And That's right. if it was Amen. ever real 2,000 years ago, and it was, it's still real today, praise God. Yes. So Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Mm -hmm. What is hath? Hath is a past yes. tense. tense word. Mm -hmm. So if he has, then we are. That's right. He's already taken care of it. And who is he talking about? Christ hath redeemed who? Your name's in the Bible. My name's in the Bible. Your name's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Christ has redeemed us. Again, who's he writing to? Believers. So he hath redeemed us. Yes. What he has he what hath he redeemed us from? The curse of the law. The curse of the law. Now last week we went back and spent a little time looking at a few verses back then, because this is all he's redeemed us from uh, uh, spiritually. Mentally, physically, financially, all realms of life. Uh, but he's brought us into relationship through the Lord Jesus Christ right. from spiritual death. Mm -hmm. He's redeemed us, all right, by being born again. So he hath redeemed us from what? The curse of the law being made a curse for us. Who was, who was made a curse for us? The Lord Jesus Christ Jesus. when he went to Calvary, right? right? Amen. As it is written, curses is everyone that hangeth on a tree. The tree is talking about... Uh, uh, the cross, mm -hmm. that the blessing, that the blessing, yes, amen. that the blessing, the curse is different than the blessing. Mm -hmm. The blessing might come on us, come on the Gentiles, mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. So we might receive it. It's yes. conditional. Yes. Now that's the reason why sometimes people are sick, not every time, but sometimes precious believers been saved a long, long time, and yet they're still sick. They're still dealing with some of these things uh, that other Christians aren't. And it's like, well, God wants to heal one. God doesn't want to heal another. Well, sometimes the first place you want to look uh, most of the time is that what light does a person have concerning the redemption that's legally theirs? Yes. Because if you don't know, and we've covered this time and time again, but it bears repetition. Mm -hmm. If we don't know what belongs to us, we can't appropriate it, can we? That's right. We that's, can't that's appropriate That's true of anything. Yeah. I mean, you if don't you don't know understanding. it. You don't, you can't act on something you don't know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're looking at these scriptures. So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yes, he has. Now, so if we go back to 
Galatians, excuse me, Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. Now we looked at this last week, and we want to look at this just for a moment. But look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. And notice here what it says, Deuteronomy 28. And again, and we looked at this last week, but in verse 1, it says, And it shall come to pass, and of course this is the law, this is what was given to Moses, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Now we could read down Mm -hmm. and read about all these blessings Mm -hmm. uh, over over the next uh, 13, verses, right? But when you get down to verse 13 and verse 14, he starts, he transitions and begins to talk about the curses of disobedience or the curse of the law, we could call it. Now, of course, not doing things as we should opens the door for the devil to come in and attack us. He's got a legal right to do it. Now, of course, Jesus legally defeated him, but we can't rightfully put him in his place if we don't know about these things. So what you're saying is that these sicknesses or plagues or um, these different things can come on the us. The curse. The curse can come on the children of God, number one, out of ignorance. Right. They don't know what belongs to them. They don't have an understanding that Jesus already paid the price. And number two, um, out of disobedience. Right, right. And obviously not doing it is a form of disobedience, but it's ignorant disobedience, if mm-hmm. you will. But... Uh, a lot of people, of course, as I said a moment ago, they don't know uh, what belongs to them as a Christian. Mm-hmm. They might have been awesome, great people, love God with all their heart. They just don't know. And that's what the devil does is he uses things we don't know against us. So that's why we have to have light from the word of God. Amen. But as you read down here, he says there in uh, verse uh, verse 14, don't, you're not supposed to go to a side to the left or to the right of any of the commandments of God, Right. Sometimes people say, uh, we hear it from time to time, well, this is just legalism. No, this is covenant rights and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in the New Testament uh, that that we we have a relationship with the Lord. We have certain rights, but we have responsibilities with these rights that we have. And I think also, too, honey, you know, the Bible is conditional. It has a lot of ifs and thens. If if you do this, then this will happen, whether it's good or bad. But and you say, well, why is that? Well, it's part of a, the Lord giving us that free will. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's given us that free will, he's allowed us to make those decisions. Right. If it was up to him, this whole world would be saved. Right. Because he desires exactly. for all men to come into the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. Because he came to seek and save that which is lost. So therefore, his, his will, his plan, his desire is to see every person mm-hmm. not only enter into the kingdom of God, but know what they have, the rights and privileges that they have as children of God. But he, but even though a person gets born again, he can't make them learn and grow in the things of God. That's something we have to do. Right. But he's there to meet us all the way. Amen. Again, that's part of our free will that we have. Is he's placed in us as, you know, here on this earth as human beings, we have a free will to decide between right and wrong, and right. to learn and grow or not to learn and grow. Amen. What a what a great truth that is. The free will aspect of our lives. Just because we get born again doesn't mean that we're, we become robotic automatically. We're going to automatically do certain things or know certain things. 
No, God never takes away our free will. Mm -hmm. And praise God, he, doesn't, he didn't create us to be robots. That's right. He wants people that love him and worship him and serve him because they want to out of their heart. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. So, but as you, as you go on and read down here, it says in verse 15, Deuteronomy 28, it says, But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that, that, that all these curses shall come on thee and overtake thee. Okay? Mm -hmm. And he said, Cursed are going to be in the, in the city, the field, your basket, your store, right? On down. And then if, if you go down and look, uh, just skipping down here, there's a lot of verses in this 28th chapter. It says, verse 21, The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, till it consume thee off the land, whither thou goest to possess. The Lord shall smite thee with consumption, with a fever, and with an inflammation, with an extreme burning, and with a sword, and with blasting, and with mildew. And they shall pursue thee until thou perish, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes on to talk, uh, it mixes in there, you know, about natural prosperity, the heavens being like brass and, and, uh, and such. But then as you go on to read further down through this, all these curses come on, but then skip down, to verse 58. We read this last week, but it bears repetition. It yeah. says, If thou wilt not observe to do the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear the, uh, this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues of long continuance and sore sicknesses of long continuance. So we see their plagues are talking about sicknesses, right, specifically. And we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. And every sickness, and every sickness, mind you, and every sickness, yes. think about any sickness that you've ever had or you've known of people having, this would be included in here. That's and right. every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, the reason we read this and bring this to your attention is, is because these are the curses. We saw the blessings, right? And the blessing of Abraham. Abraham lived to be 175, and he died without sickness and disease. He's the father of our faith, right? We're the seed of Abraham through the Lord Jesus Christ. But we bring this out is because in the Old Testament, God permitted these things to come upon people. They didn't know uh, that there was a devil like we know today. And even with the devil being uh, there in the Old Testament, uh, he is a legally defeated foe in the New Testament. That's right. So <clears throat> today, it's not so much God sending, but God permitting, because Satan's the God of this world. And so sickness and disease is satanic oppression. That's, That's why right. it says there in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. You see, brothers and sisters, there's no sickness and disease in heaven. <clears throat> Jesus prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. So if God doesn't have any sickness up in heaven, how can he send it in the first place? Now, in the last days, in the, in the book of Revelation, we're told when the wrath of God is poured out, certain plagues and diseases and things are going to come on the earth, but that's not coming on the righteous. That's not coming upon the Christians. That's right. Okay. But that's coming on unbelievers. So that's, that's important that we understand that as we're reading this. So when, when God's 
permitting in the Old Testament, he's doing that, permitting, he's not sending it. All right? Amen? Amen. Did you have something you want to say? Nope. Or do you want to bring? Okay. No. So he permits That's that. That's right. He permits that. Okay? Now, so, so let's have that firmly fixed in our heart that God's permitting these things. He'll permit people to get sick today. Children that love him with That's all right. of their heart. Uh, but, but God is bound to his word. Mm -hmm. And the devil's got a legal right to be here until his lease runs out. And, uh, and uh, God doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want you having the plague. He doesn't want you have, right. having the coronavirus. He doesn't want you sick as his children. That's right. And, okay? and one, one other thing, too, amen. is... Amen. And I think also, too, you know, because the word is conditional and because there are mm. consequences for the decisions that we make, good or bad, um, you know, the Bible talks about there in the book of Ephesians, neither give place to the devil. So we're not supposed to give place to the devil. So if we give place to the devil through... You know, the Bible says to be angry and sin not. And so if you think about it, whatever we're yielding to, whatever spirit we're yielding to, um, mm -hmm. you saw Peter, you know, there, he, he you know, he, the Lord said, well, who do you say that I am? Well, thou art, you know, the son of God, you know, Jesus the Christ, Christ. The Christ, the son of the living God. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then just a few short verses later, he, he says, well, you're not going to be put on the cross. I'm paraphrasing. And he says, well, he says, get behind me, Satan. So even though we're born again, we can yield to the wrong spirit. It doesn't mean we have a relationship with the wrong spirit, but mm -hmm. because of our decisions. But for those that are serving either God or the devil, there are consequences of that. We've seen that. Right. So God will permit, again, like you were saying, honey, and the word of God says, whatever we, we decide, um, even if it's through ignorance, you know, there's, there's a hunger that will find a person out. If you are hungry for the things of God, the Bible says those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important that our hunger will find us out. The hunger for the things of God, the hunger for the word of God, the hunger for the truth, truth mm -hmm. to be lovers of truth. And we've been talking about this so much during corporate prayer. And we've been praying for truth to be revealed. And I believe that's why those front, all those things front line, yes, all things that are hidden to be revealed, everything that's in darkness to be brought to light. Mm -hmm. And ever, all those doctors that are on the front line, I believe that was a that was a product of prayer. Not only us praying, but other believers praying. Right, bringing the truth bringing out the truth about out. things that have to do yes. with all this fear and pandemonium. And people can make that's decisions. Being, that's exactly based right. On that, based now, on that. Now, as she was bringing out about Peter, uh, Peter was yielding to Satan. Yes, that's right. And so when we yield to the wrong spirit, he can affect us in the wrong way. Yes. So one minute he's speaking by the Spirit of God, and just a few verses later, he's speaking by what the devil prompted him so to say. Be careful we don't do the same exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. So with all this in mind, if we're living by faith in these last days, then we have to realize that God's for us, mm -hmm. Romans 8, and he's redeemed us, as we just read there in Galatians 3, and we went back to see what we've been redeemed from, Deuteronomy 28, and we encourage you to read that whole chapter there. Of all these different things, he was telling the children of Israel. Well, as New Testament born-again believers, we've been redeemed from poverty, sickness, death, the second death, That's spiritual right. death, the second death, all of those things. And so we need to appropriate the promises of God, mm -hmm. the blessing of Abraham coming upon us. Well, Abraham was a healthy man, and he lived out his full length of time. We're of the seed of Abraham. Amen. You're of the seed of Abraham. 
as a child of God. Now, if you look at Galatians 3.3 3, 3, and skip down to verse 29, it says, And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Glory to God. You're an heir of God, joint heir with Jesus Christ. You're just as much a child of the Father God as Jesus himself. You're just as much a son because you've been born again. Mm -hmm. And if you've been born again, you are a child. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God. But but that scripture tells us if we be Christ, who are Christ? Those who have been born again. Those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So how do, we, how do we appropriate this? What we're talking about today, faith for last day's living. How do we appropriate this? We're going to do it by faith. We can't size up in the natural. I don't feel good. I hear all these bad reports. More and more people are getting sick. All of this, the list goes on and on. But how are we going to appropriate by faith the promises of God? By exactly that, by faith. Yes. So right. what do we do? We have a knowledge of these scriptures, basic knowledge that God's for us, that Jesus redeemed us. The Amen. devil is our enemy. He's legally been defeated. How do we appropriate? By taking God at his word. How do we do that? We say, begin to say, Christ has redeemed me. You put your name in there in verse 13 of Galatians 3. Christ has redeemed me, you put your name in, from the curse of the law. And I read back there in Deuteronomy 28, all these sicknesses and diseases and plagues and everything that could ever even be named. Mm -hmm. Even if it wasn't named there in Deuteronomy 28, it's still in there. That would be the coronavirus. That would be any type of virus. Any future virus. And the truth of the matter is, there's so many viruses, there's thousands of viruses all the time. They mutate, they change, and, and such. And your body, if your immune system is working correctly and it's strong, it knows how to ward off those things. Now, if a person's, in, uh, their immune system is not up to snuff and, and, and strong, then different viruses can get in more easily, okay? But it doesn't matter. Because by the power of God, and we're going to pray today, and when we receive communion in a few minutes, that thing has to leave you. That's right. Amen. And so knowledge of the truth displaces fear. That's right. You knowledge know, of the truth displaces that's right. fear. And in Hebrews, or excuse me, James chapter 1, it talks about here in verse 22, but be, be, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And that comes to acting on the, on the word of God for faith, uh, believing and receiving, Believing that his word is true, that he's your healer, yes. that he's taken upon himself our sins and our sicknesses, and then also to resist in the spirit of fear. Yes. And why did because it says right here in verse twenty three, um, he says, "For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way." And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Mm -hmm. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. And continueth. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And so that we see from the word of God that as we are doers of the word of God, 
we are going to receive the rewards of being the doer of the word. Whether it's That's resisting right. against fear, exercising our faith, you know, hey, thank you, Lord, that you haven't given me the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. And I thank you, Father, I have a sound mind because I, right. you know, he'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on me. Um, Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah and then, of course, too, and then he took upon himself all of our sins and our sicknesses. We see, we see that in, in Galatians 3.13 and 14. So if that's the case, if he became a curse for us and everything that wasn't mentioned in the book of this law, that covers everything that we can act on that that's and right. speak it and say, you know what? Under the law, Deuteronomy 28, I've been, I've been redeemed. redeemed. I have been redeemed. <laughs> from the curse. I have been. Past because tense. Jesus became a curse been. for me. Yes. And if he was, then he is. And if I, if I was, then I is. God. Yes. So that, that is how we release our faith for what's going on in the world today. No matter what comes down the pike, no matter what comes, no, no matter what springs up new next week. That's right. That's all covered. It's all covered it's because all he covered. said everything that's not even written in here. Every, is not that even, awesome? Not, not even, not even <laughs> named yet. Doesn't even have a name. Some yeah. disease out yeah. there that doesn't even have a name. <laughs> Some condition that besets mankind. That's, that's a it's all from free. the devil. We know that. But if you read on there in Galatians chapter 2, it says there in verse 17, it says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. And uh, down to verse 26 of yeah. James 2, because this is all going together. This wasn't written in chapter and verses uh, initially by James, who was the half-brother of Jesus. Mind you, he went on in verse 26, James 2, and said, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Well, that means faith should have corresponding actions. Amen. Now, what is the corresponding action? To receive what you hear taught and then to act on through. it. That's right. Act on it. Faith without works, faith without corresponding actions is dead. So how do you act your faith? Well, you start saying what God said. You start saying, I have been redeemed. I have been redeemed. I, I am yeah. redeemed. I believe, I believe, I I believe yes. what the Word of God says. I believe the promises of God. And you start renewing your mind to that. And we all had to do that when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ to start to think different because the first thing that God calls us to do when we come into the family of God and get born again is to change the way we think. That's right. Now, how do we change the way we think? By filling our mind with what God said in his word, all right? Particularly in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So Christ has redeemed me. So I side in with God. I don't mm -hmm. side in against him by That's saying, right. oh, I don't feel like I'm just redeemed. No, you say, I have been redeemed. And you start saying it. And you continue to say it. And you quote that to the devil, just like Jesus did when he was out in the wilderness. He took the scriptures in context and spoke them to the devil. And that's how we resist the devil today. That's how we resist sickness and disease. Amen. And, you know, a uh, couple qu quick scriptures, honey, just to add to that would be Romans 12, 1 and 2. And um, it says right here, I beseech hmm. you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Well, what's, God doesn't ask us to do anything that's unreasonable. Right. So he continues on by saying, and be not conformed to this world. Because remember, when you come, when you get born again, when you come into the into the kingdom of heaven, your spirit man's born again, but your mind and your your soul 
and everything that encompasses that plus your body are not born again. So they're going to want to go back, revert back to the old ways, doubt, unbelief, worry, negativism. Uh, negativism. So that's pessimistic. that in that one sense that's natural for that to happen. Uh, but how we change that, how we conform to the way God thinks is by renewing our mind with the word of God. And it says right here in verse two, Romans chapter 12, verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, of my mind, his mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that's how we think like God thinks is reading the word of God and it renews our mind. It washes our mind. It resets our mind to think like God thinks. And right. so it makes it easier to act on the word of God mm. to, oh, okay, that's what belongs to me. That's what I have as a believer of, of, uh, of God. And, you know, really quick here, it's like, it's like getting a new job and you're into the, you, you know, you come, you come into this company and you okay, you, now that you're an employee, you get to find out what belongs to you as an employee. You get to find out about these benefits, but you have to read the manual. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of, a lot of businesses, <clears throat> here's your employee handbook. Yes. Uh, maybe they don't have that. Maybe it's online now, you know, and you read, okay, oh, this is what I have. Okay. These are the do's. These are the don'ts. Mm -hmm. And there's consequences for both. As an employee, you shouldn't do this. You can't do right. this. But as a, an employee, you can do this. And this is mm -hmm. what you have. And these are the benefits. You're like, wow, I never even knew this. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. Then mm -hmm. you can act on what you find out, what you know about. Right. You come into the knowledge of. It's coming into that knowledge of, oh, wow, okay, these things belong to me now. Because Amen. now I belong to this company. Right. We belong to the kingdom of God. And there's things that belong to you and I. Amen. And that's what reading the you word does. You have rights. And you have authority Privileges. to enforce those rights and make declarations in line, in agreement with the Father That's God, right. the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit to enforce the devil's defeat and enforce and bring about Amen. God's will for your life, right? Jesus mm -hmm. said, my words are spirit and they're life. So when you speak God's word, you're speaking life over your situation. You're speaking life whether it's over your marriage, your family, your job, or your physical body and the health thereof. That's right. So you're infusing because this is spiritual, all right? So here, before we receive communion here in just a few moments, I want to bring one more scripture up here. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, Jesus totally fulfilled the plan and the purposes of the Father God in redeeming mankind. Mm -hmm. We've been redeemed from it. So we side in. But I want you to notice in Matthew chapter 8, what it says here, starting in verse 16. It says, When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. So he did this, not with his hands, mm -hmm. but with his words. Amen. See, your words are spiritual hands, if yes. you will. Yes. They do a work. All right? Amen. So he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all. All that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, that's Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Amen. So this goes back. This is a fulfillment. Jesus fulfilled this, right? And there's so much more we that's can right. say, but I wanted to just bring this in here as we get ready to receive communion together, that Jesus took everything. He took our infirmities, that's weaknesses, and bear our sicknesses. Oh, what he bore, what he suffered for, what he went through, the pain and the anguish and the misery was all on our behalf, mm -hmm. all on humanity's behalf. 
because of his great love for us. And he loves you. So he's redeemed you from all of this. Redeemed you from fear. Having to worry. Be concerned and be fretful over things. Because right. praise God, he's got us covered. Amen. I said he's got us covered. He's, he's got, got covered. you covered. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that is wonderful to know, isn't it? Sure is. Perhaps you're out there listening today. And you tuned in. And you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You might have been raised in church. You might have signed your name on the church roll, given money, and were water baptized. And you just endeavor to live your life so wonderful. And maybe you don't even try to live your life so wonderfully. It makes no difference. We all need to be robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that only happens by receiving the work he did 2,000 years ago at Calvary. Mm -hmm. If you're out there today and you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you can open your heart right now to receive his love and his forgiveness. But you must open your heart and then open your mouth. For the Bible says in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Amen. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if that would be you today, or perhaps you're in a backslidden condition like the prodigal son of old, you can receive forgiveness and come back into fellowship with your Heavenly Father today by opening your heart. Not just saying words, but by receiving from the Lord today what He has in store. Why don't you bow your head wherever you're at right now. Get on your knees if you can because it's just an act and a sign of submission and an openness and an emptiness and a yielding to God. But pray this prayer from your heart and let your works agree with your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. I come to you. And I know, and I know by what your word says, by what your word says, that you will receive me, that you will receive me. You love me. You love me. And Jesus, and Jesus, you came, you came and died for me and died for me and the whole world and the whole world. And today, and today, I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge your Lordship, your Lordship and receive you and receive you as my personal savior as my personal savior and put your tr put my trust and put my trust in you in you for my eternal security for my eternal security your word says your word says if i believe in my heart that if i believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. That you were raised from the dead. And I believe you were raised from the dead. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. Because I believe you went to Calvary. Because I believe that you went to Calvary. And died. And died. Spilled your blood. Spilled your blood. For me. For me. And so today. And so today. I receive you as my Savior. I receive you as my Savior. And I say it. And I say it. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. With my own mouth. With my own mouth. And I want to thank you, Lord. And I want to thank you, Lord. For your forgiving me. For your forgiving me. Loving me. Loving me. And helping me. And helping me. Right now. Right now. Giving me a brand new start. Giving me a brand new start. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. God. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we want you to contact us either through the website that appears on your screen, www.alfc.net. And by going there, you can find our email address, alfc at alfc.net. Or you could even call us at 503-692-9673. Uh, and let us know 
that you just prayed that prayer with us because Amen. we want to send you some materials to help you in your walk with the Lord. That's right. Remember, this is just the start. It's not the finish. Mm -hmm. It's just the start of the rest of your life walking with Thank God. Jesus. Praise God. And we Amen. want to rejoice with you. Amen? Amen. Because you need to find a good local church wherever you may be, and we can help you find one. Of course, if you're in the Portland metro area, you can come to Tualatin and be a part of what God's doing in our church at Abundant Life Family Church. That's right. But uh, we rejoice with you, and it's important that you have a local fellowship where people can connect with you and you with them and pray with you and help you along in your new walk with the Lord. Yes, Amen. Yes. At this time, we're going to receive communion together, mm -hmm. and we trust uh, that you have the cup and the bread. But as we pray today, and if you just prayed that prayer, you're ready to receive with us. This is the communion table that we celebrate right out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The scripture tells us uh, that uh, the blood of Jesus is representative in this cup. And Jesus, the night before he was betrayed, he took bread and he took the cup. Mm -hmm. The cup represents the spilled blood of himself that washed away all of our guilty stain. Mm -hmm. The bread represented his broken body, in which we just read there from Matthew 8, verses 16 and 17, that it was fulfillment from the scriptures in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, that Jesus paid the price so that we could be well. Every sickness, every disease, he redeemed us from. So legally, we have uh, provision for healing and provision for protection. Amen? Amen. Whatever virus, whatever plague, whatever thing that it could ever be named. So That's let's right. receive the bread right now and thank pray over Jesus. it. Yes. Father God, we thank you right now for your healing power that's been made available to us today. We want to thank you and praise you, Father God, that you're such a good God and that you love us. We thank you, Lord God, that we appropriate your promises, even as we've read them today from your precious word, that Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. That we don't have to be sick, that we can receive you, healing Jesus. and health and strength in our physical bodies. So right now, Lord, we want to thank you and praise you that as we receive this bread, we commemorate today as we receive this, what Jesus did for us 2,000 years Thank ago. You, and that Jesus, by Lord, His stripes, yes, we are healed. Yes, in the name of Jesus. We thank, thank you, you for that we, right now. Yes, and we thank you, Lord, too, that if any person in the name, listening to this broadcast, Father, is, is having any issues with their heart, we thank you, Father, thank you, you came Father. To, to heal us, and you yes. brought us healing. And so, Father, as we were talking about, we lay hold on your promises. We lay, lay hold on the facts yes. of the Bible saying that if by your stripes, if we were healed, that means we are healed. So we thank you, Lord, thank for you, your Lord, healing power your right healing now power. working in every person's heart and the, the, the muscles name. that surround the heart in the name of Jesus, whatever, whatever it is, he's come to make you whole. In and we thank the name you, Lord, of Jesus. for that healing power. We command. Yes. Every sickness, disease, every virus, bacteria, yes. every foreign thing to leave that's coming against those watching here today right to leave their body from the yes. top of their head to the soles of their feet. Thank you, Jesus. Tumors disappear. Thank you, Jesus. Growths disappear. That's right. In the name of Jesus. Right. Every system, every organ well in Jesus' Thank you, Lord. name. Yes, we call yes, it that yes, way. And believe it that way because your word declares it to be that Thank way you, Jesus. right now. In Jesus name. And it causes in that Jesus to come to pass. In Jesus' yes, name, Lord. amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you for your healing power. Amen. Right now, Lord, touching and healing those out there watching today, quickening their mortal bodies, Amen. quickening ours. If you were touched in your body right then, Thank you, Jesus. let us know what God has Amen. done. Jesus is the healer. We can't heal anybody. Right. But Jesus can and does mm -hmm. because he is the present tense healer mm -hmm. and miracle worker. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. This cup represents his spilled blood, washes away all our guilty stain. Mm -hmm. And if you as a Christian, you have unconfessed sin, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So as, as we walk about as Christians and we miss it and we sin, we know our conscience convicts us because the law of God as born again Christians is written in our heart. Amen. Amen. Yes. What do we do? We say, awesome. Father, forgive me. Mm -hmm. I repent. Forgive me. Mm -hmm. Wash me, Jesus, in your blood. Forgive me. Cleanse me. He does it immediately and completely. Amen. Praise yes, God. Does. And restores righteousness, consciousness to us and helps us in our walk with him. Amen. That's right. We celebrate the cup thank today. You, and Lord, thank you for the forgiveness that we initially received as Christians. But then, Lord, the forgiveness that we receive when we ask you as your children to forgive us when we miss it and sin after becoming Christians. And Lord God, we thank you for that thank today. You, and we commemorate what the Lord Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. And thank you today from the bottom Jesus. of our heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Praise Lord. God. Oh, Father, thank you. We praise you. We Amen. thank you for this time together. We're so thank thankful you, and grateful. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, what you're doing. We don't have to be afraid. That's right. We're so thankful that we have the spirit of faith in these last days. <clears throat> Praise God. Amen. Well, it's so wonderful to be with you once again today. As we go from this time together, keep your eyes on Jesus. Know that he has redeemed you and that you're to be a light in a dark place. And as we go out, we can go out into the world and let our light shine. And until next time, praise God. Know that God loves you. We love you. He's for you. We're for you. And tell others the good news about what the Lord has done for you. You have a personal testimony, and it right. is personal. And it's real. It's relevant to others that are sitting in darkness. Mm -hmm. So go out. Get out some tracks. Talk to people when you're in the stores. Do what you can That's right. Amen. to go into all of your world and preach the gospel because Jesus is alive and he's coming soon. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you.